Hi, everyone, and welcome to the In the Shoes of podcast, where I make it my goal to see life as much as possible from someone else's point of view. Just like we all have a unique heartbeat, every single one of us sees life only from our own perspectives. Think about it. Can you see and process life exactly as Elon Musk sees and processes life? The answer is you can't, and it applies to every living conscious being here on this pale blue dot. Everyone, I'm speaking today with Nadine Blochberger, and we're going to be just, I, we're going to be stepping into your shoes. And the intent of this podcast is really to get to know, just see life as much as we possibly can from your perspective. So I think a good way to start that off is to ask you what your fundamental passion is in life. Oh, yeah, loaded question <laughs> to start with. That's, yeah, let's start it off. Yeah, let's, I like to just get it straight off, to yeah. it. <laughs> um, my, my fundamental passion is um, the arts. Um, mm. I, have, I have kind of um, one of my favorite um, high-level sentences, probably life is an art and the art of life itself. And um, I would say that's my fundamental passion. And what that means um, specifically is I feel like everyone is creative and um, creativity and the arts has not only to do with painting or creating music or creating fashion. Um, I think everyone is creative in its own unique way. Um, that could be, for example, it's for me, art means or creativity means as well how we lead a company or how mm -hmm. we lead our employers, employees or how we, I mean, if someone takes a spreadsheet and can do amazingly things with that, I mean, that's kind of art, you know? So it's, right. I, I think we need to, need to find our specific unique way where we can be creative. And um, I get passionately about to reawaken um, this creativity within each of us. Right. As opposed to being just kind of automatons, just going through our daily mundane lives with just like push, you know, pressing the right buttons, but not thinking creatively. Or some people do have that mindset where they think, oh, I'm not creative. I'm not yes. like that. And I'm not in, and I'm not insane enough to be creative like that. So yes. like we have. People feel like they have to chop off an ear or something just to create a painting or something like that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then I think that's far too, it's it's just far too narrow-minded and puts so much pr pressure on ourselves. And, um, and people don't realize how creative they can be while cooking, for example. I mean, cooking is a good example. That's a very creative mm -hmm. area we can be in. Or uh, let's say people who who love gardening, which is which is an art, you know what I mean? And it's it's, it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's just a few examples, and um, we need to appreciate that and really um, realize how how we how we how we can express ourselves through this creativity in, in whatever manner that is. How do you do that? How do you awaken that in, or get people to understand that creativity that's already within? Um, it's a very good question. So I, I developed or I'm in the process of developing um, a workshop which calls uh, Awake Your Inner Artist. Mm -hmm. And what I'm trying to achieve with that is to give people like a guidance in how to do that. 
And, um, and so what I, some insights, what I can give you right now is, um, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of using a very holistic approach. So I'm, I think first step is to listen to people, what they have to say, and then understand, okay, where are your trigger points or where are the areas in your life where you, where actually are your creativity? Because most people don't know where this creativity is in them. So really to find that out, I think we need to find, um, there is not one, one word answer. That's what I want to say, but there is a kind of a way how you can find while talking to people to listen to them and, um, and get to know them. That's, that's really how in, in the communication with each other, um, I found a way how to get that out of people and, um, yeah. And really remind them of their own creativity. I can give you an example. Um, Maybe that sure. helps. Um, the other day, I've been in a, must be two weeks now, nearly two weeks. Um, and I've been in an art gallery here in Munich, um, beautiful new exhibition. Um, uh, it was Vernissage. And um, two, two guys um, um, opened the, the exhibitions. And really, I've been super amazed. And there was, a, there was one guy, I, I talked to several people and um, um, yeah, with one of those men and over there. And um, he um, was one of the friends of, the, of one of the artists. Um, and we were talking, he asked me, so what I'm doing? I said, yeah, I'm an artist myself. And, um, but I'm very diverse in my approaches and so on. And, um, I'm, I developed this, um, this workshop, a make you an artist. And then he said, oh yeah, yeah. Um, creativity. Yeah. He's not creative. This was exactly the, the example you just mentioned. Um, he's not creative and said, mm -hmm. why are you saying that? And he said, yeah, because I'm just a gardener. I said, Hey, why are you saying you're just a gardener? I mean, if I look at gardening, I'm, I don't have a green thumb really, you know, but I love to, I right. love herbs. I love flowers. I love it so much. And I really want to get into it as well to get my, my balcony in better shape. And so, you know, my plants at home because I love it. And then I kind of reminded him while we were just talking about what, what greatness he's doing and, and how, and how the beauty, what kind of beauty he brings to the world and for other people, how he makes them happy. Um, because people like to watch um, trees or, or flowers or whatever it will be. You know what I mean? Of course. And, um, and then he felt so, he was actually smiling and I could see the, <laughs> the sparkles in his eyes. And then he was really this, this sweet, cheeky, soft smile um, he had in his face. And then he said, yes, you're right. And then he said, thank you for reminding me. And that was just yeah. this beauty I could see in him. And yeah, and then my heart just... My heart has flowered because of that. <laughs> uh -huh. yeah. Which is great. And that's probably one reason why you do it. It's like, you know, you need to understand people that you're also creative and uh, you have that beauty within as well. And you don't have to be necessarily completely uh, insane or, or just have like, I mean, obviously there are a lot of artists who, uh, for whatever reason, because of some, whatever it is that's going on in their brains, you know, when things aren't necessarily going so well, or you are having kind of a moment of like distress in the brain, for some reason that can be a good creative outlet, but I don't think it's necessary. I've also produced some great work being just in a great, peaceful, perfect state of mind mm. as well. So I think it can go both ways. What do you, what do you think? Um, I totally agree. Uh, it can go both ways. And I think we need to, and 
honor especially the moments where we want so desperately want to create and i i know what i'm talking about because i am the same thing you know but not everyone is using creativity to the same in the same way and we need to honor again the unique way how we are how we can be and how we express ourselves um so what i mean by that as well is honoring especially the downtime i would call it uh, when we're not creative because that's actually the time where creativity is really born i mean doing it let's do you doing creatively your podcast or getting the new ideas and you're listening to the people and so on and myself for, for example i'm doing a painting and um mm -hmm. and we need to honor i think the, the creative part is really that part when we're not actually doing it but being ourselves and relaxing or surrender into it and then the actual part of doing it is just the is the physical expression of it but actually the process already started before that does it make sense and that's why that we, makes perfect sense. that's actually why people so get mixed it up or so so heavily in their mind because they think it's just the doing part which is the creative part but it's actually not true the doing part everyone could do nearly you know what i mean have you have you read the power of now um, that book yes i started i haven't finished it yet uh, okay it's excellent well he, he talks about that a little bit he's talking about whether or not musicians or artists realize it when they do create something amazing when something happens it's actually not when they're in a state of just like kind of frenetic thinking and trying to do all these things but it's just a state of kind of no mind that's in in his words so it seems like that's kind of what you're talking about too when it's not like when you're actually trying to do all these things and being in that state of frenzy but when you're when you're actually just out just living i i suppose yes exactly being it's just a way of being being and and you know being it's it's i think we are in, a, in an era right now where being slowly awakens in the people's mind and we go so we, we go slowly moving in this feminine um, area, uh, which is being and being creative. So that's our inner feminine, which wants to come out, even in a man. Yeah. So we have this men, masculine and feminine side in each of us. And because we, for thousands and thousands of years, we've just been in this patriarchal, I have probably pronounced this word, <laughs> patriarchal um, area. Patriarchal, yeah, for one, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, and which is which is based on logical thinking and doing and going forward and results and suck, 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 you know, and, and we're moving away from that, and which is good. Um, we're going back to not the doing mindset, but we're going, we're going slowly, moving slowly in the being um, yep. uh, part of life, which is, and there is creativity one. And, and, and to be honest, I feel, I mean, everything meaningful Everything ever meaningful is is being born out of creativity. Everything what really what really stays in this world is born out of creativity. So it's actually a rudimental soft skill, I would I would say or name it like that. Um, but most often it lies so much dormant within us, and again, it just has to be reawakened. And um, it will sustain our future. That's that's what I strongly believe. Creativity is sustaining our future. It brings innovation. I guess in, on the flip side of, of that, I feel like when I look at Western culture, especially, of course, being 
in the States. I mean, of course, it's I'm not going to generalize. There's a lot of creativity going on here, a lot of innovation, mm-hmm. things like that. But I feel like there also is, on the other hand, a sort of collective insanity when it comes to completely eschewing, like, forget about creativity. We just need productivity. Yeah. And we need to produce, produce, produce because money, more money, more money, more yeah. money, you know? And I feel like that's almost like a sickness. So how do you address something like that? Yeah, I mean, that's the old paradigm we lived in. And we lived it for thousands of years. You know what I mean? Producing money is a status. It's a symbol. We just, I mean, let's be honest. We are, most of us uh, get born into an environment or in a society where we, we, we trust someone when we are famous, when we have a name, when we have this car and, the, and this million on our bank account and otherwise mm-hmm. we're not. We don't, we are not, we know one, right? right? So actually we kind of born right. in this horribly, excuse my, my language, but horribly society no, thinking ahead. and we have to get off that. And I'm glad because there are more and more movements coming towards us which are realizing that's totally nuts. Let's bring it to the point. It's nuts. It's not, it's not living. It's just, it's just having, yes, it's having a mask on or two or three sometimes. And, um, and we're trying to be someone which we actually not. And um, we have to take off this mask and go back to our, our authenticity. And um, I mean, authenticity is in in a lot of people's mouths and minds right now, but you need to even explain what that means, even being authentic. I mean, you're you're not being authentic because you think you're authentic. You you are authentic when someone else says you are authentic. You know what I mean? It's um Oh yeah. Like you need that validation from somebody else. On the one hand, we also have we we are excellent specimens at deluding ourselves, but on the other hand, we do need to know ourselves and to know our true authentic self. So I guess I have a twofold question for you. How does one truly know their authentic self? And then if you could elaborate on what, how you would describe your authentic self. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a lifelong process. I can tell you because um, we are conditioned um, since again, thousands and millions of years. And um, to get rid of that, it's, I mean, that's uh, incarnated through, several lifetimes sometimes you know what i mean and um to get rid of that it doesn't happen overnight i mean that's a that's a lifelong commitment it's a it's a lifestyle um to to really wanting to be authentic and being authentic it's a it's a non-stop learning process and it's an integration of um of new ways of thinking new ways of being compared to what society thinks we should have or should do and um, again, I think we go there when we really think, okay, I make the commitment to um, to being who I want, and it doesn't matter what others thinking because we are conditioned. We are just someone. Um, when we have millions of likes, thousands of likes, when we have a lot of followers and so on, yeah, we can go down to that conversation for hours as well. Um, I, I keep of it course. short. I keep it short. Um, I try <laughs> to keep it short. Um, but yeah, it is that. And we need to go away from this outside. You just mentioned it, outside validation. The own validation we need is, is really the one from within. And, um, and how, how we get there is 
through several steps. Again, it's a process and it's not answered in this one hour conversation we're having right now, I feel. But um, to, to, to pull it, yeah, to bring it down, maybe um, what I'm trying to say here is we really need to find once the commitment to do that and say, yes, I'm going down that path. I'm going to find my own golden path. That's how I call it. Because again, we are, we are all the same. We are all the same beings. So we all connected. If it's a human, if we, if it's the plant, if it's the animal and so on and so on. So all living beings are highly interconnected, but we mm. within this connection we are not just different we are highly unique and only through finding through our own uniqueness we will really truly understand and live that interconnection with all beings that's what i think and we need to find this uniqueness again i come back to my answer to have the commitment to find our own golden path whatever that means for us and have the patience for it yeah it does mean pulling back the wheel and lots of layers of conditioning and um and be ready for transformation and changing our mindsets and our and opening our hearts again and it's again it's a it's a it's a long process and it's a painful process so someone has to be ready it's not only nice no there are nice parts in between but it's not only nice it can be it can be painful and uh, it hurts but after that, coming out of that, um, this little, this dark pieces and seeing the light, who we really are and can really live who we are and really be who we are unapologetically, that is the most fulfilling and beautiful feeling and moment. It's like a magic moment in life, really, to really be at a stage. It's, it's a kind of, it's a bliss feeling, you know, and whoever is ready for that, I think uh, it's the most amazing thing we can do to find that that own that own path to be to be authentic. Of course, and to do so unapologetically—that's such a key thing, right there. Because I feel like it's it's so interesting to me too, and I, I've been guilty of it too. To where if you go outside of the norm a little bit and you're like, no, I'm actually going to do this. And you almost feel embarrassed mm -hmm. yeah. to say like, no, this is the route I want to go. This is what I want to do in life or whatever it is. Like to be embarrassed, if it's not hurting anybody else, then we should feel no shame whatsoever. We should be completely unapologetic and even exuberant about it. Even if I decided to go and say, hey, tell, tell my friends and family, guys, I'm going to give up my place i'm going to go live under a bridge yes. just because because i want to understand what it means to how it feels to be yes. homeless i want to do that awesome. yeah. you know and you know what i'm not hurting anybody and uh, let's say i'll make money i don't know playing my guitar or something like that whatever that's fine yes. if i want to do that and there's no laws against it there's no who cares right so but it, it's very outside of the norm yeah. and i would definitely get people like Jeremy's finally lost his mind. Yeah, but know? if that's what's make you happy, and it's exactly, it's out of the norm, but if, if it's that what makes you happy, please, I would everybody encourage to do that. And even if the, that homeless feeling yeah. is for a month or two, but you wanted to make this the, the, the experience. And um, most people of us are here to experience 
uh, experiences. Yeah, that's for most of people um, right. uh, the purpose of life, and and that would be one for you, you know. And um, and yes, I would always say, hey, Jeremy. I'm really proud of you. Go for and do it. And it's so inspiring. It's yeah. so inspiring for others. Um, even, yeah, I mean, I told you that via email, but um, I really feel your project, what you're doing, put yourself in the shoes of someone else is an amazing thing you're doing. And um, you kind of, for me, you're leading a, a, a movement which uh, should inspire a lot of people to think like that. You know, put yourself in the other, in the other shoes other person's shoes, yeah. That is truly the hope. It's nearly, I mean, without actually coalescing our mm -hmm. psyches, it's really not completely possible to see, like I would love just for a moment even to be like, okay, I'm going to get into Nadine's psyche right now, even if it's just for five seconds. Can you imagine how incredible that would be? And I think for some people it'd be like, all right, come into Jeremy's psyche. And they're like, no, I, I'm good. <laughs> no, thank no, you. Thank I'm you. not interested. But, okay, no. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I think it would just be so helpful to talk about like engendering more empathy. How, if you had to describe then what your authentic, your authentic self, and I know art is a part of it, but is there something deeper even that you could say about what your authentic self or if you're still on that road to discovery and you only have like bits and pieces of it almost like fragments of a mirror that you're trying to piece together um yeah it's it, it's it's a mixture of both i have to say um again um being authentic it is a process and i'm still in it i i i admit that I definitely i would i would lie if i would say oh no i have to found that and i'm i'm the master now and the guru and i'm i know everything oh my god no <laughs> i think we we're gonna be we have layers of of conditioning and and even i would even call inauthenticity authenticity as long as we are living beings on earth mm -hmm. We can we can we can really soften these layers. We can um, uh, the, the the layers are get thinner, thinner, and thinner. So we get really uh, there are just a few left. But there will be always something we we I don't want to call it work on, but yeah, which is kind of a condition within us because we we're living in a in a kind of in a, in, a, in duality in a in a world where there has to exist light and dark. You know what I mean? Um, and and therefore, as long as we're here on Earth living, we have to, I think it's still, we will, we're still in process of being authentic. Will there be a time where we can be our most authentic self? Yes, of course. And um, I would say I've got moments and even minutes or hours or days where I think I'm, I'm very authentic. But of course, there are, there are happening situations where I think, oh my God, I react like, like I have maybe been before or for uh, several months ago or several years ago, because I've been in an, in an, an old, I switched back to an old way of thinking or behaving. You know what I mean? And yes, these moments are happening because Absolutely. maybe I meet you on the street and you're kind of triggering something in me and I couldn't handle it at, um, the right way mm -hmm. in this moment. So I switched back into my old behaviors and yes, that these moments are going to happen, but there will be less and less and less, and we're getting faster. So we, we actually realize that we get more authentic when um, when we realize, oh, hang on, yes, now I slipped back to my old behavior, and ha, ah, I catched myself, kind of thing. 
and then we, we realize it uh-huh. and then you think right. okay the next time when i have that again it might have a not it doesn't it might not happen again and we need to love ourselves in the process when we are not authentic or we're not our true selves or we're not yeah yeah when we are not the one where we want to be you know what i mean so it's we have to love ourselves through the process mm-hmm. that um it's it's a, like the wave. It's like the ocean. It comes in and comes out. You know, it's like um, ebb and flood. So it's it, it's never a consistent way of being because there's so many people who can trigger us or situations. So that it's coming in waves. I'm one hundred percent sure. Absolutely, and I liken it to kind of the Hollywood mentality of the it's either black or white, or you're either 100% confident or 100% this geek or 100%. No, that's not how life is. One of my favorite authors is Herman Hesse, actually, the German author who wrote uh, in Steppenwolf. I love the part where he talks about no man is a multifaceted being and talking about going to what you're talking about with triggering behaviors. I think that's such a key thing when we go through something and we behave in a way that's maybe not necessarily our completely ideal authentic self it's not doesn't measure up so to speak but to not get down on ourselves and to judge ourselves especially when it's something ridiculously just innocuous maybe not quite authentic but still not a huge thing to love ourselves because let's be honest i mean if we don't love ourselves that's likely where a lot of hatred and a lot of the just malevolence comes into play out there in the world. What do you see as being one of the main things that needs to change? Like I, I talked about collective insanity sometimes here with our the way we work in the States. Is there something that you see, and it can be anything, whether it's political or just yeah. lack of understanding something. I mean, there's surely, as you, as you just mentioned, there are several things, but if I would... <sighs> If I would name one thing right now, I would call, I would say communication. Um, and that's one of my main focus when I'm, when I'm working as a, as a mentor or coach, I'm focusing on, I mean, a lot of areas, but focusing mainly on, um, up-leveling communication in this world. I have this little goal to improve communication in the whole world. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah. Small. yeah, just just <laughs> a small one, you know. Can do that by tomorrow. <laughs> no, um, but I, I honestly think because the communication, it's um, it's such fundamental. Again, it's it's the basis for nearly everything, um, and um, it's it's not it's the interpersonal communication, um, which can happen privately in relationships. It's the communication in companies, so in and cultural behaviors and so on. But from communication, everything, um, if you would write communication on the top of a sheet of paper and then you can draw lines to several other areas, which impacting, you know, and that's why I think um, communication is a mm. fundamentally thing which we have to hopefully and every people to understand that we have to improve because everything else will fall in, into place. Everything else will fall into place. Again, we, if you go to romantic relationships or friendships, will be kind of solved or less be triggering. We will have um, less 
um, problems in the connections within our jobs. We will have less problems in environmental issues. We will have less problems in politics and so on. That's the reason why I wouldn't pick the other areas. Um, for example, I'm, I'm an absolutely um, passionate for environmental causes, for example. But again, if you would solve communication, mm. um, first the communication to ourselves and to others, and in every, every area of our life, I'm pretty sure a lot of other issues will be solved and be impacted positively. When you say communication, what, what goes into that? What needs to happen to make it, I guess, effective communication to bring about the needed changes and uh, beneficial changes? In effective, the art of effective communication for me starts, again, as an art, as you can hear. <laughs> and uh, communication is an art too. And, um, and mm -hmm. it truly is because it starts, it's always a two-way street. So communication... Um, it's not, it, it's, it starts with a sender or someone who says something. And then it, 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 it's, there's another person, which is a receiver. Um, but the problem in, in our current society and how we are, as you mentioned, we talk to each other, but we're not communicating, um, most often because we're not listening. It starts with listening. Mm -hmm. I mean, often we have conversations and then we think, Oh, what's my answer? Um, you know, in, instead of listening truly to the other <laughs> person, we think, oh, what's my answer? Um, and so we are actually not taking in consideration the thoughts and the mind of the person who's saying these things. And especially we, we don't take in consideration the feelings right now in that moment. We're already in the future instead of being in the present moment and just let the person speak. And then we start assuming, because we're thinking of our answer already, we're assuming what the other person already wants to say or thinks he wants to say, but actually he doesn't because we didn't listen. You know what I mean? It's, um, it's just, we're just not putting enough attention, mm -hmm. uh, attention to the person who's in front of us. And that starts with being there in the present moment and not thinking of the thousand things I have to do the, the rest of the day, for example, or, um, or thinking, oh, he might, might, uh, uh, wants to say this, but actually didn't even ask for clarification. Um, you know, for example, if you ask me a question right now and I wouldn't really understand the meaning behind and I would just talk, um, then we might completely get out of topic and we wouldn't really think in our, in our, in our energy and aligning and, and, and fulfill the purpose of the call. Um, but if I would say, hey, um, Jeremy, I didn't really understand the question. Mm -hmm. Would you explain that to me? That would change the whole topic. You know what I mean? Because I'm not assuming what you're trying to ask me or trying to tell me, I would, I would ask for clarification. And if just a small little thing, if that would happen more often and start, li we listen better. Um, that's already the kick of the start of, of, um, of the magic which can happen between people. Totally. And it takes concerted effort i think you know because even even while you were talking mm -hmm. right now just to convey kind of thought process because we all have thought processes that are going on all the time when you were talking about it i was like wow she's so right and of course as being a podcaster i i have to i have to follow your line of thinking your line of thought what you're saying and yes. be with you otherwise i'm just gonna sound it's not gonna sound right whatsoever 
So I even just was thinking about it. Like yeah. you need to make a concerted effort and you're right. Not thinking about a thousand things that you have to do later on or something that happened last night or whatever it is. So it kind <laughs> yeah. of made me wonder since it takes that effort, what are some, in your opinion, what are some tools that people can use to get to that point where that they can hone that craft, that they can work on the, that art of communication with improving, I guess it really comes down to how do people improve their listening skills and shut off their brains a little bit? It's such a good question, Jeremy, I have to say, because how do we do it? What is a practical way to do that? We never learned it. Let's, let's face it. We never learned that. And that's such an essential thing. Um, it's the essence. Communication, communication is an essence. And um, we never learn it in school. We barely, our parents really know how to do it. Um, even they tried out their best. But um, yeah, barely anyone knows how to do it. And to answer the question is, um, yeah, I would, first of all, it starts all with us. And um, again, it's a process within. It's not to find in... The answer is not to find in the perfect master, teacher, priest, whatever you want to call it, uh, coach or whatever. Um, these are just, um, how do you call that? These are just um, kind of guidance or, or where you can pick ideas and brains, but it starts all, all within us. Are we willing to put in effort and attention to another person? Are we open to that or are we uh, obsessed in our ego mindset? Me, 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 you know, because that's, that's what society is thinking these days. Again, we're not just living in a fame world. We're living in such an ego world, um, which is based on, or we are, we are, um, we are, we are taught to be validated from external sources instead of being validated by ourselves, ourselves. So it starts again within our own way of thinking with with us it starts with us do we want to be open and get to know other people do we want to build really true deep connections do i want this or not mm -hmm. and if yes if the answer is yes what can i do actively um to be able to do that what can i contribute um that i really build these meaningful deep connections and yes, there are tools which we can use and there are coaches, mentors, which can help to say, okay, how we actually do communicate, but it's, it's not enough. So I think it's work. It's a lot of work to do there because yes, there are not enough tools or really knowledgeable people who are actively can provide the tools, how we do that. And that's really, I think it's a lack in the, in the society in this world. We have a lack of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something we get uh, that we I don't know if we ever talk again, we can expand on that subject and think about hmm, what needs to be done. And I don't know if it comes down to even in the education system, implementing some additional classroom strategies for just maybe and maybe it's already happening somewhere. But I feel like, yeah, that yeah, obviously course. in this day and age when things are really going on, a lot of things are going on and some that are just really not beneficial to society. Uh, you know, learning to listen is a key aspect. So that's, yeah. Well, let me, let me uh, go into a little bit of what gives you the most sense of, let's put together a uh, peace and purpose and joy. What gives you that right there? 
It's a mixture of a lot of things. I'm very diverse and, um, and my interests are spread out widely. But um, what gives me really joy is being, being myself. So the more and more um, I see my own personal growth and um, work on myself and really see patterns not only in society, but in myself. Um, um, so as the more I understand myself, why I run into resistance with people or with situations uh, again and again, and I, I really try to understand why that's happening. Yeah? And the more I surrender mm -hmm. to life itself and really be, the more happy and blissful I experience life. It's really the state of surrendering. Mm. It's kind of being in the contemplation between doing and forcing and um, and, and allowing. Mm. It's I think, and that's what I call it, surrendering. It's just let life happen. So, you know, we are all, all so much in our, in our minds, in the mental plane, um, that we need to find this purpose and that we need to do something meaningful and that we need to do this, that, that. Again, it's all mental blame. Again, again, it's we, we are forcing something to happen instead of sitting back and watching our, our forms, mm. which are forms, I mean our bodies, experience mm. life itself. So we could be, our mind is actually not there for making decisions. And we are so conditioned to say, um, to, to think our mind is the best decision making tool. But what I learned for myself, that's absolutely not right. The mind is an incredible tool, but it's not made for decisions. The mind is, the purpose of the mind is something different. So what I mean with that is, um, the more okay. I learn to lean back and surrender to life and not getting it done and forcing and doing, but really going in this receptive state more and more. Yeah. Uh, are you saying that it's because I, I know a lot of listeners will probably think, well, does that mean you just sit back and you don't do hmm. anything? You just let things happen? I guess I want to make sure that that's addressed, too, and what, what you're going to how are you going to elaborate on what that means? You know. um, yeah, sure. It's a good point. Um, what means what means surrendering is again um, surrendering means let life happen. So instead of only not only um, forcing and trying to manif manifest a lot of things, that means, for example, I want to have this uh, car. I want to have this status of life. I want to have this, this, and this. We all just very desire driven, yeah. And then we're trying to force and achieve things so much. So we're doing. We're constantly doing again. Um, but going, going away from the the way of thinking and just surrendering um, to surrendering the mind um, that actually life is very it's very magnificent in, in the way it is. It is designed to be like it is, you know, we need to go away from the, from the, from the thinking of um, forcing all the things because we, we just need to react more sometimes, you know, just not doing it by ourselves. But if something happens in our life, um, just be and react to it. Don't, don't force to have it done. For example, yeah, our society, beliefs we need to work a lot 
and we need to work hard. Um, that was the lifelong thinking. I need to work hard and really push and make things happen. So we are having the um, lifestyle of our life. But I think for most of the people, um, it might be right for a few people who can who have manifesting abilities to push and do and go forward. But for most of us, we don't have really these manifesting abilities. So it's rather everything what means doing and pushing so much to achieve a certain desire or a certain lifestyle is actually counterproductive. That means people should just live more and be more um, and not working their asses off just only, but um, seeing life, the beauty of life, um, and experience it really. So again, we are coming back to the same point. We're coming back to a state of being instead of doing. So when I'm just being and trying to be, so accept life in the way, not like society and the world wants us to be, just but how I want to live it. So for example, yeah. I might be, um, society thinks I need to work in a job which I earn 200,000K a year. But actually, that's something, while I'm doing it, it doesn't make me happy. So I would rather go back and say, I'm a gardener and earn maybe half of it a year. And But gardening makes me totally happy. And I don't mind what society thinks of me. You know, I don't have to be a doctor or I don't have to be a lawyer. You know what I mean? So surrendering to what we want to be and how we feel and then we, we, we see the world around us far more and, and let it happen. And then we can, whatever happens to us, mm. for example, if we lose our job, not getting obnoxious about it or, or a lot of anxiety within us, but just say, okay, hang on a second. Yes, I got fired or I lost my job. And yes, let me react on it but calmly react on it, surrender to it. Okay, that must be a reason why I lost this job. So there might be a reason why. So let me get into it. Let's see what it wants to tell me. I surrender to the, to the situation. I lost my job. So what I'm going to do about it, you know? And instead, instead of getting this anxiety, oh my God, what I'm doing now, I need to find a job and I need to run and I've got to go out, I need to push, I need to push, I need to do, I need to do, you know what I mean? Uh, so we get, we get <laughs> totally mental again and we need to go away from that. Yes and step back and watch it yeah it seems to be like what you're saying is just accepting life as it happens yes. and some things are, are beyond our control anyway right and yes. to uh, whatever station we're at in life for one thing to be i mean and to go a little bit further too is to be grateful for what we what we do have in life that's a, a key aspect of it too but no i agree with that i definitely agree i I think there's way so much, and I, I think I've been guilty of this too in the past of just trying to push way too hard. Mm. And really, it, I've seen that in action where it can be counterproductive. So I definitely, I'm hearing what you're saying. I, I like that. That's um, that's good. But my yeah. uh, on the flip, on, adding to this too, how do I get a gardening job that pays 100K a year? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do that. Please let, let uh, me know. I'm going to yeah, go do yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be, I think it's not that off topic. I feel like all the creative um, jobs will be, uh, will become more, um, all the creative jobs will become more of value. That means they will be highly paid as more. So creativity, I feel it's a future, it's a future soft skill and we have to, 
value it more. It's un completely undervalued right now. Um, but it, I think we're moving towards that. Yeah. If it goes all well, <laughs> if we're going the, way, the right direction, yeah. then it, it's <laughs> going to happen. I'm not signing off. You're going to earn 100K as a gardener, but maybe, yeah, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. I mean, I'm not a gardener, so I'm sure I definitely would not work earn that. But um, so when you are at the end of your days, Nadine, at least in this physical plane of existence, how do you want to be remembered as uh, a person of what of what you contributed to the planet? It doesn't or, matter. Or does it even matter to you? It's. I'm glad you just added on because mm. I. That's such. I'm. I'm so. I feel really that's it's a huge differentiation between me and a lot of p other people. I'm over that. So people are really going for, how is my name be remembered? Um, how can I be the next Buddha? How can I be the most right. famous person on earth? And um, honestly, <laughs> why? I'm asking myself, why does it matter? I think that's a problem because people, you know, people move. Can I just, I, I'm just jumping a little bit off topic and then coming back, okay? If you don't mind. And then um, because people, Go ahead. Yeah. we are moving more into self-love, yeah? But what I really see, Jeremy, and it makes me, makes me a little bit, a tiny bit of worried right now, is that people take self-love too literally. That means it becomes, they flip it too much over, that it becomes self-obsession. Um, I would rather say it becomes me it's again only me focused instead of we focused yeah i think we need less me and more we the, our personal gains our personal desires do not really matter um because we want part of everything yeah and um and yeah it, it could it cannot be everyone the next buddha for example or um the next Bill Gates. Yes, that's sure. Yeah. But why would we as well? I mean, I think um, being famous or bringing meaning, meaning to the world doesn't mean to be famous. You know, we can do so much meaning and we're not standing in any history books. That means I feel um, the the teacher in the, in, the, in the middle school, for example, he for example, people like that can do so much great things, how they educate our kids in a, in a manner which makes them better people um, or offering more compassion and kindness. So when they teach them values, really concrete, meaningful values, they've done the better job than anyone who is having the best fashion designer in the world or whatever, you know? Um, and... Um, or the best politician or whatever. Absolutely. I think it's that's that's really true leadership when we really honor and see people who are not in history books and see how can we leave um, a legacy in this world without being in the newspaper. It is not important to be in the newspaper because honestly, who cares? Who cares? I think we need to go away from this from this naming and people naming thinking. Absolutely. What is the legacy Absolutely. we leave behind, and what is really the task and and the and the and the values we left? That's the really question behind. Not how can I be famous and how can I be in the newspaper? That's that's the wrong question. It's a completely wrong angle to think about it. And um, and yeah, so I'm I'm actually aiming for. Um, 
bringing that more to the world. So to, to answer your question, it's not it's not about me. It's about I want to leave what I really want to leave behind in this world yeah. when, I, when I'm off here, that as many as as many people as possible um, have understood the right values in this world and have a better thinking of unity and yeah, have a better thinking of unity and connection between everything and everyone in the world, I think. And it's a, it's this more or less me and more we way of thinking. Um, it's a collaboration way of thinking and that we are just really can make a huge impact yep. uh, in this world when we really work together. Sure. Yeah. And I think even I could I could reframe the question to more of a something like, what is your what what is the legacy that you want to leave behind in your circle of influence uh and in that way then yeah it it would be more of like yeah because i totally agree like being remembered in a newspaper or a book it's that's really let's be honest that's ego yeah uh that's not it's it's not the we mentality it's more about the just me 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 yeah. mentality mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah definitely and that's what i really uh, that's the impact i would leave here yeah, if I can, as much as I can. Yeah. So I want to bring people together closer. It's again, it's it's a kind of unity unity way of thinking um, that we not yep. that we not see it us in separation. We're not separated from each other. We're not separated from the earth and the animals and the plants. Again, we are we are so connected, and we need to work hand in hand and not against each other. Yep. Excellent. Well, I can't wait to see what you do. Um, and I do have, I have one more, just one more question that I want to ask mm -hmm. you. And it kind of just wraps up everything and kind of encapsulates your worldview as much as we can. Uh, I feel like we, we have a lot to talk about that we could probably keep going for quite some time. Mm -hmm. um, but I'll, I'll, I'll finish off with one question. But before I do so, I want to make sure I give a shout out to your site. And that's, am I pronouncing it right? Imagimo.me? Imashimo.me, yeah. Imashimo.me, and that's I-M-A-G-I-M-O dot me, M-E. Uh, yeah, and it's life is an art and the art of life itself uh, is what you'll see when you go to that. Yeah. So do you want do you want to speak to that a little bit too and like uh, give the, uh, you, you probably already touched on a lot of points, but if you wanted to speak to your site and what it represents for people. I just want to create an a space for people to be, to be authentic, um, to have an inspiration, what that actually could mean. Um, I wanted to create a space where people can find inspiration, um, yeah, to discover their unique self. Um, and um, the purpose of this, yeah, to give an, to give an example of, um, of my way of thinking and um, how I do it and what I what how i see the world actually that's a, my website is a mixture of um kind of offerings of what i'm working towards so especially um i'm picking the areas of um, creativity and the arts you're going to find there um some paintings of myself even um that there's uh, the workshop um like a regular artist and um i will cover the the way or how I see it to find our golden path through, for example, um, communication and yeah, to really um, empower our individual self. I love it. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, I was just starting. 
I was just started scrolling through uh, your website right now too, and it's really it looks interesting for sure. And I think uh, yeah, for the listeners out there, go ahead and check it out. You know, is there a way to for them if somebody has additional questions to ask you? It looks yes. like you have uh, they can email you, get on Instagram, LinkedIn, and all that. So excellent. Uh, let's let's move on to the last question then. So yes. I want you to imagine something with me. Imagine that one day. You're walking through a lush green park. Let's say mm -hmm. it's Hyde Park in London on a beautiful spring day when suddenly a spacecraft appears and out steps an alien. And time freezes outside of you. All people around you are suddenly frozen. So you're going to have to bear with me here and suspend disbelief. But anyway, the alien that steps out says in perfect flawless English that he is a reporter from another planet, from another galaxy far away. And... He has only five minutes for you to tell him how you see and interpret life on this planet, how, what humans even mean, how we interact with one, one another. What does it mean? You only have five minutes and you're the sole representative of planet Earth during this time. I'd say the human race is not lost yet. <laughs> <laughs> the human race is not is not lost yet. Um, I haven't given up on it, and um, and we're not giving up. Um, no, but I think we are in a. The human race is on the way um, to understand the cosmic joke, <laughs> the cosmic joke, and um, and we're gonna figure out uh, what it's how beautiful and um, magic. Our, our life can be on this wonderful planet Earth. And um, yeah, I think I say that it's less than five minutes. <laughs> That's perfect. Hey, that works. Most definitely. It's uh, every single question, every single answer I get when I ask that question is unique. So no, that's that's perfect. And, uh, you know, it reminds me of like, have you ever read any Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy with uh, Douglas Adams? He wrote those books. I it's an, like uh, the English author who has passed away now. But um, I always think of him whenever I ask that question, because I think he would. Yeah. I always think if there's a character called Ford Prefect, who I always maybe I should start just saying that, that it's Ford Prefect, because he was actually an intergalactic uh, kind of journalist, really, for. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, I love, it. I love that, the question. Cool. I love the question. Yeah. yeah. I think um, yeah, humanity will um, will rise in consciousness, and um, we're gonna we're gonna figure it out. Yeah, good. That's good. We, we need to be hopeful, I think, and <laughs> hopefully we can get to the next stage level of consciousness yeah. to where we can eliminate a lot of the stuff that is not. Because I agree, being just creating and focusing on the art and beauty in the world that makes for such a just better everything in society and within family structures within our own lives mm -hmm. if we have that it helps out so much i think so i think you you are doing a good your, your role is a good role in bringing that out and i can't wait to see what you do and please keep me uh, abreast of what's going on there and how you know how, how is all yeah, thank you so you. much i mean um, i'd love to stay in touch with you because i again I, I love the project you're doing and i'm gonna be on your side and listening to more people definitely um and checking in and uh, yeah i just want to maybe my last sentence is you 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 the last questions was 
very perfect because I think to raise our imagination and um, really that's the key element um, because really then we are we probably start seeing the magic in this world yeah and yeah it's such such a beautiful thing it's like a childlike way of seeing sometimes things again because we forgot it what else I I think imagination is a key element to preserve our future yeah I like that well I'm gonna quote you on that one that's a really good one so excellent yeah, yeah I like that I'm glad you like that. <laughs> I love it cool <laughs> All right. Well, Nadine, thank you so much. And uh, I appreciate the time. It, you know, let's definitely keep in touch and see yeah. what we can do to, uh, you know, fulfill, I guess, what we need to fulfill in this uh, in this lifetime here on on this beautiful pale blue dot of a planet. Yes. Yeah. And I think I think um, you and I, we are, we are more or less um, Kind of, you're doing it a different way, but on a, on the same page because you know I think important is that we rather being just uh, in pure consciousness and uh, pure higher levels of consciousness and um, forget our forms on the earth. I think it's important to in integrate um, spirit and body, and um, and then then we find this this magic what we just talked about, and then we really experience the beauty of life. So let's bring it together, rich heaven and earth. Hey. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of In the Shoes Of. If you like or don't like the podcast, feel free to leave a review or reach out to me. My email is jnickel42 at gmail.com. I can't promise you I'll get back to you right away, but I'll definitely try and get to it. Anyway, thank you so much for checking it out. Until the next time, see you later.